Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and with me today are Dom Knight and Nina Oyama. Hello. Hello. Now, big story of the week. Channel 10 had massive redundancies and among those cut was our very good friend, Kerry-Ann Kennelly. I mean, look, coronavirus is spreading around the world. Death is rampant. There's a new VP candidate in mm. the US. But forget that. K.A.K. is out the door. Woo-hoo! Bye. <laughs> Bye, bitch. I know you've had a bit of a personal gripe. I mean, we're not just mm. dancing on her grave. Uh, you have very good reasons to yeah, resent yeah, K.A.K. No, Kerry-Ann Kennelly, because I went on Studio 10 after, remember when Alan Jones tried to get that... Uh, Everest horse race ad projected on the, on the on the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Yeah, and we we went along and projected his phone number on the Opera House instead. And that was seen as a bit controversial. And Carrie Ann Kennelly took me to task for it on Studio 10. She actually ended up doxing me live on air. What's your number? Give 4194. Charles, you realise you just published your phone number again oh, on the podcast. Oh, bloody Carrie-Anne. Give him a call. He loves attention. That was the mistake that they made on Studio it, 10 was she thought she could embarrass you by saying if you would reveal your phone number, not knowing how shameless you truly are. I can't Did anyone call you after that? Tens of thousands of Well, thousands of people called me. Tens of thousands of people messaged me. I never actually read. I started out trying to reply to all the messages and then it, be, it became like tens of thousands of people because it went viral. What did they say? Most of them, like 99% of them, went, We hate Kerry Ann Kennelly, you're a legend, Firthy. <laughs> like it was it was wonderful. So, Carrie Ann, if you're listening, send Charles a text and uh, say good day. Maybe you can come and work for us, KAK. We know you need a job. Now, coming up on the show today, what have we got? Uh, I'll be talking about WAP, the new Cardi B and Megan The Stallion song, mm. and the way that it's affecting conservatives. And I have some good news at last in the struggle against COVID 19. And I'm talking about Kamala Harris, who's Joe Biden's new pick for vice president. Uh, but first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dayanumino in the Chaser Newsroom. Donald Trump has told aides he can't decide between sexism and racism as the best way to attack Kamala Harris. Insiders say they briefly considered using both racism and sexism, but that was dismissed as being too confusing for his supporters. As the White House race intensifies, there are mounting fears that Democrats could dig up old tweets by Donald Trump that are deeply offensive and problematic. Republican strategists fear that old tweets from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday will resurface, 
casting Donald Trump in a bad light. The NRL is facing a new sex scandal as one player was forced to address rumours he has only been shagging his wife. NRL officials denied claims the player in question was in a happy and mutually respectful marriage. The player will face the judiciary next week to address the claims. That's the latest Chaser news. Check out chaser.com.au for all the latest. Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, you live in Sydney um, and the COVID numbers uh, keep growing there. Are you looking forward to the inevitable lockdown 2.0? Oh, I'll be all right, actually. I've been preparing for this sort of situation for years. You mean you've been stockpiling food? No, living in Sydney just means you're used to not going out. Oh, fair enough. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. The Chaser Report is brought to you by The Masked Singer, where prospective contestants were asked one question. Can you wear a mask? The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. So, guys, in the space of the last two minutes, I have received two emails from Donald Trump, both of which are titled, (laughs) have a look at the title, Kamala is horrible in capital H-O-R-R-I-B-L-E. He's pretty consistent, isn't he? I yeah. remember within like a minute or two of Biden announcing that Kamala Harris is going to be his running mate. And he said, she's so nasty. <laughs> she was so nasty to poor Judge Kavanaugh, the rapist. Oh, but he's, you know, she's the nasty one in that scenario. It re- the email reads like it's a shit sheet in a sort of, I don't know, running for school captain or something. Yeah, like, like an email because I just caught a few words yeah. and it sounds pretty funny. Kamala Harris is the meanest, most horrible, most disrespectful, most liberal of anyone in the US Senate and I cannot believe that Joe Biden would pick her as his running mate. Oh, my God. It sounds like that mean girl <laughs> speech where she's like, Regina George yeah. is a fugly slut. Like, Oh, my God. And look at this. So for one hour only, this is all highlighted in the email, mm-hmm. all gifts to his campaign will be matched seven. Hundred percent. By whom? I don't know. I, I don't actually understand the matching thing. Mm. But yeah, I think I think well, presumably not by Donald Trump himself because he's a tight ass. Well, Donald Trump likes matching with Eastern Europeans, so it's probably seven hundred percent from Putin. I love it. You can actually it's, it actually does the maths for you. Contribute twenty dollars is equal to a one hundred and sixty dollar contribution. Oh, Amazing. I'm not. And there's that like scrolling it? gif of all the money that he's <laughs> received. That's a very strange thing to put in an email, like a, a little video, because that's not a live update. No. It, strangely, all the um, names of the people who have contributed look like white people. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Larry. Yeah. Larry. <laughs> Larry. Um, but Amy. Tells, Mark. Isn't the major yeah. objection to Kamala Harris yes. that she is by no means the most liberal senator in fact, if anything, she's moderate and a bit dull. Well, I think this is the whole problem that the Trump campaign faces, which is they can't actually work out how to attack Kamala. So on the one hand, you've got, you know, Trump saying he's the meanest. What is she? The most she's horrible, the meanest, most, most liberal, most liberal so of nasty. all the thing. Very nasty. Um, and in actual fact, uh, moments after she got announced as Joe Biden's running mate, uh, they actually launched a, an ad on, on national television. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. 
Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala. Perfect together. Wrong for America. Uh, so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. So is many. she phony or is she a real lefty? But what I really want to know is why in the middle of a pandemic which has killed 165,000 Americans is socialized medicine not popular? Well, this is this is my question. Like, her policies appear to be free healthcare for all, according to this, according to the Trump campaign. Mm. More ta- more taxes on the rich, nightmare, and for <laughs> racists to be attacked, nightmare. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um, I like Trump's version of Kamala more than I like the real version of Kamala. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't you think, though, to an extent, I feel like they had this script, like you know, about whoever would be VP, exactly, like Elizabeth Warren or whoever. And then they just were like inserted Kamala Harris's name in there and just read the exact same script they would about mm. any other VP. Yeah, because they can't attack Biden. That's what the subtext of that is, is that Biden's really moderate. We can't really lay a finger on him. But his mm. VP, yes. she's terrible. Yes, that is it, isn't it? So let's have a look at, you know, some of the policies behind Kamala Harris. Uh, she actually uh, had a policy when she was um, in, in the attorney in California of jailing parents of school kids who truanted, who, who skipped school. Um, and he, he, here's a video of her talking about the experience. And I believe a child going without an education is tantamount to a crime. So I decided I was going to start prosecuting parents for truancy. Well, this was a little controversial in San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, so she's she's laughing about um, jailing Putting people in jail. Yeah, she's really Jesus. She, isn't she a bleeding heart liberal? Isn't that such a <laughs> yeah? Uh, but not just that. She also opposes um, releasing prisoners from jail because she says that prisoners are a cheap source of labour for the state, and so they should keep them in jail because there's lots of work to be done for the state. What, what, what do you think about that? Is that a bit too radical for I you? I mean, I think she's on the wrong ticket. Can mm. you imagine if she had a program that all the prisoners should just go and work at Trump hotels, <laughs> changing the linen that, you know, the Russian prostitutes have peed on and um, <laughs> mixing drinks for Republican parties and so on, massaging Donnie? Yeah, maybe Trump, maybe the reason Trump's so, you know, worried about Kamala Harris is because he wanted her for his ticket. Yeah, maybe it's just a jealousy thing yes. that he's lashing out, like a reverse psychology thing. And that explains the email as well. Kamala Har- Harris is horrible. I don't love her at all. <laughs> he's negging her. Yeah, that's, that's what it's called, isn't it, when you yeah. you're really mean to someone because yeah. you secretly like them? <laughs> like Tom Melania. Um, so you're saying that she's not liberal at all. She's actually, if anything, a Republican. Yes, no, that is exactly what I'm saying. and um, But I think what has happened here, this is my read of it, is that actually they didn't expect Kamala Harris to be the pick at all. Yeah, I personally didn't. I expected Elizabeth Warren. That's yeah, what I thought. It, it will, and, and Fox News, it, in fact, Tucker Carlson actually called it uh, the night before. He said, it's going to be Susan Rice. It's definitely Susan Rice. She's in the bag, and then... Spent half an hour bagging out Susan Rice, and then he just—he actually admitted that he'd, he'd got it completely wrong. But Kamala Harris has been the front runner for months. Mm, yes. For months, yes, right. So no one saw this coming. No, no one. No, <laughs> well, no. Honestly, they really. And so you can tell from the talking points that they just don't know how to attack her. Listen to Tucker Carlson attacking Harris now. There are timeshare salesmen you would trust more than Kamala Harris. Yeah, see, well, first of all, he doesn't even know her name. It's not Kamala Harris, it's Kamala Harris. 
But also, you know, the whole untrustworthy thing, it just doesn't, you know, like it sounds like that was actually written about Susan Rice and then they swapped in the name. But also he's talking on Fox News, which is full of 80-year-olds who love timeshare sales. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but then Tucker Carlson sort of broke ranks with everyone else because he then just Read her policies he, and watched her. <laughs> he read her policies. Cheap labour. But then sort of when it suggested that actually she was backed by the establishment and the whole problem with her was not that she was a radical left, but in fact... Voters may not like Kamala Harris, but Wall Street does, just in case you're wondering who is actually in charge. What? Yeah, so they just don't know how to attack her. Like, on the one hand, she's the most liberal, socialist, radical ever. Yeah, on the other loved hand, by Wall Street. Loved by Wall Street. <laughs> anyway, point is the Republicans have no idea how to attack this uh, ticket. Um, so clearly the only way they're going to be able to win is to steal the election. So luckily that's what will happen. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Okay, so Dom and Charles, I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but if you follow rappers... Mozart. Oh, Mozart, okay. And Charles, do you want to... Oh, yeah, a little bit earlier than Mozart. Maybe Vivaldi, Telemann, that sort of thing. Oh, that's so depressing. Okay, <laughs> if you follow Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, you would know their brand new track, WAP, dropped this week. So WAP is W-A-P, and if you don't know, it stands for Wet Ass Pussy. And the song has gone viral. I don't know if have you guys heard it yet. I have, but can I just clarify? Because I don't know. It does it mean a pussy that is wet ass, or does that mean a wet ass and pussy? I honestly, I think it's it could be both. Oh well, it's clearly about a wet ass pussy, isn't it? Like it's saying wet ass, meaning like very wet. Yes. Right. Pussy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely. I haven't heard about this. You haven't either, heard about well, but it's what the cool kids are talking about, is it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. okay. Um, me being very cool, I know all about it. I know mm. all the lyrics. Um, but I might just play a bit of it for you now. And oh, first lovely. of all, I just want to issue a bit of a language warning. Mm. So, yep. Dom Charles, cover your ears if you're easily offended. Now get your boots, hang your coat, fuck this wet ass pussy. He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass pussy. Now make it rain if you want to see some wet ass pussy. I mean, it's very reminiscent of Mozart, isn't it? Ina <laughs> <laughs> Kleiner, wet ass pussy, one of his favourite tracks. But I, I saw the video of this because my wife told me about it because she She's is my, also no, cool. Pop, pop culture correspondent. But um, the version that we saw was censored one where it goes wet as gushy. And it's like, what? what is that? I didn't even know what that meant at all. Oh, yeah, that's the, this radio edit is wet and gushy, which to my mind is like ten times worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's so much visceral. Better. Like what mm. gushy? Yeah. I don't even know what gushy means, but I don't like it. No. No, that's horrible. But what do you think, Charles? What do you what do you think? So about this has song? gone viral, has it? Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like in some ways an anthem about women's empowerment, not necessarily women's empowerment, but I guess like it's a response yes. to the way that like men often rap about women yes. in these really graphic details. And it's a, it's a feminist text. Exactly, isn't it? it's a feminist anthem. It is. You're right. This is like you know, working nine to five was for you know. You know, Your generation. Dolly, yeah, 1960s generation. Not my generation. <laughs> but, you know, like it's the Dolly Parton mm. of the modern era. Yeah. Well, after so many years of listening to, rap, to male rappers talking about their dicks, I think it's about time mm. that female genitalia got a little bit back. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Um, but 
A lot of people have disagreed with you there, Dom, including a lot of conservatives from the US like Ben Shapiro. So oh, no. just for reference, that that bit that I played was one of the cleaner bits of the song. <laughs> and Ben Shapiro um, actually went on his podcast and had a go at rapping the really filthy lyrics himself. Oh, my God, because Ben Shapiro would make anything moist a desert instantly, right? Yeah, absolutely. He really takes this from feminist anthem to just... <laughs> Please tell me you've got a clip of him doing it. Oh, yeah. Play it, Dom. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effing with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. That's Ben Shapiro's very dry rendition. I think my balls have shriveled and gone up inside my body again. <laughs> I also, I love his insistence that he, he will not say pussy. Like he just constantly is like wet ass P word. And, and why did he, why did he do this? Why did he? Well, I guess he's. He, he's outraged by it. He's out offended by it. Look, right. yeah, outraged is probably a better word. But yeah. he, he And so he wants to amplify so that everyone knows about it. Yeah. All his followers know about it. I think he was just disgusted by the lyrics. He mm. he didn't see them as feminist. He got this strange feeling inside of him when he yeah. Am I, I slightly aroused? Oh my god. <laughs> he felt something for one of his life. But he did he tried to mock the song by saying, like, this is what the feminist movement was all about. It's oh. not really about women being treated as independent. Right. Full round human beings, it's about wet mm. ass P word. So his concern is for women. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Mm. And so he's telling women what they should do to be feminists. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's very feminist. Isn't I, it? I really think he should release a full a full song, mansplaining what they should have done. <laughs> I think that'd be a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, but mm. do you think having a wet ass P word is a feminist issue? Well, yeah. So the, I think that it's. Central to feminism is to have a wet ass pussy. What do so we, I can't think of any issue more central than having a wet having ass, a ass pussy. Yeah. I'd go further than that. I would think that men should also be extremely concerned about wet ass pussies. Like that's mm. it's part of the job. Yes. It's an equal world. It's a it's it's that way that feminism improves lives, not just for men but for women as well. Like for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we're all wetter, it would be. It would be paradise in this world. Um, but do, I guess would you have any tips on how Cardi B and Meg could have made WAP more conservative friendly? Mm, yes. Like what the, What could they have done so that Ben Shapiro wasn't so horrified at the lyrics? Well, Donald Trump would have sent out an email saying, you nasty wet ass pussy. <laughs> well, it, 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 is his objection that it's wet? Like what if, what if you just had a version which was sort of, Dry bony pussy or something. Yeah, would, would that help? Is that more of a conservative pussy? I, I don't know. Like or wet ass, just just holding hands innocently. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, mm. that might be it. Wet wet ass, no sex before marriage. Mm. Mm. Wet ass, dry humping. <laughs> wet ass, promise ring. <laughs> um, but surprising to me, so Ben Shapiro's wife uh, also weighed. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh. Which I was shocked. I was like, this guy has a wife. Um, yeah, and he's letting her speak. Yeah. But apparently she's a doctor. <laughs> and so she claimed, because one of the lyrics is, get a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy, she claimed that the two rappers probably have a medical condition and she diagnosed them with bacterial vaginiosis, yeast infection, and trichomonas. Mm. Um, so do you think that is something rap music should be more concerned well, with? Like, to be fair, I did watch health? the video and I felt there was a lot of trichomoning going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Has she never heard of metaphor? Like, is, that, is this the problem? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she'll take your metaphor and she'll give it a swab, Charles. That's what she'll do. Mind you, I must say, if it is literally true that they need a, a, a bucket and a mop for the wet-ass pussy, then I think that probably she has a point. I think that, you know, if, really? if, I have the if your pussy reaction. is weeping that much. No, I was impressed. I was right. like, you know, especially when you start getting older, things start drying up. I don't know mm. how old Cardi and Meg are, but I'm just very like, I'm like, yeah, you're Good going. You. Go, girl. I love this. No lube for them. It's like <laughs> quite economical, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, frankly, I mean, our ears need lube to listen to Ben <laughs> Shapiro at this point. That's true. Um, but Ben Shapiro wasn't the only person outraged. A Republican governor from California called James P. Bradley also weighed in and tweeted, this new song, The WAP, in brackets, which I heard accidentally, made me want to pour <laughs> holy water into my ears and I feel sorry for future girls if this is their role model. Well, you know what, Nina, if you pour holy water into your ears, you're going to have you some wet-ass ears. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should have been the song. Make sure you take your bucket and mop with you. Yeah, for the holy water yeah. that you spill on your ears. Yeah. That's actually a great After alternative. accidentally listening to the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise be. Anyway, um... I'll finish with one more question because I've been playing this song on repeat personally mm. and I feel like I've been learning a lot from it. Um, and one of the lyrics is macaroni in a pot, wet ass pussy. And I heard that and I was like, what does macaroni have to do with the wet ass P word? And I want to throw it to you guys to see if you know. Well, I mean, it's got the same consistency, doesn't it? Like a, a nice no. wet, Charles. wet macaroni, you know, nice and warm. I don't think macaroni is supposed don't to come out of a... Pu- no, don't do that. Don't do your fingers, Charles. That's disgusting. <laughs> Charles, so, is, Charles I mean, is figuring the macaroni right now. Is your objection that, you know, like, it, would it be better if it was wet couscous? Like, No, you know, so... Like, well, the answer I was looking for is that the sound, you know when you have macaroni in a pot and you kind of like um, scoop it up and it makes a squishing sound? That's apparently the sound of good pussy. So that's that's yeah. one you can take home. Well, I'm going to view Italian meals in a different light now. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. This episode is brought to you by The Masked Singer, where the contestants are more recognisable with their masks on. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Now, Charles and Nina, it is time to look at the terrible, terrible news happening right around the world with a segment we call... COVID Watch. And look, I know COVID Watch has been a bit bleak in recent weeks as, um, you know, coronavirus has spread through Victoria and the world. A number of cases and deaths keeps going up. So I thought I would start... This segment was some genuinely good news. Oh, guys. good. Oh, fantastic. There is a vaccine for COVID 19. What a relief. Yeah, we can go outside now. We are well, all safe. We We're can all fine. start coughing on each other again. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, my favourite thing to do. <laughs> and no surprises, it comes from humanity's greatest benefactor. Jesus Christ. No, Vladimir Putin. Russian President Vladimir Putin is saying that his country is now the first in the world to approve a coronavirus vaccine, which is expected to be put into mass production by the end of the year. We're saved. We're all fine. Vladimir has our asses. Okay, and how's it going to be administered? Is is this going to be, you know, administered by... An umbrella or something? No, I feel like it's going to be punched into us. <laughs> yeah. Is this why people have been falling out of windows recently in Russia? <laughs> now, look, come on. 
give him a break. He's done something great for humanity. Now, some skeptics mm. have accused the Russians of rushing the science on this to claim victory and a boost for Russia's national pride that Putin wants to stick it to the West. I say, surely not. Russia calls his vaccine Sputnik V for vaccine, a not-so-subtle reference to its first victory in the early space race. The Kremlin insists its vaccine is safe and mass distribution will begin in October. So suck it, West. Russia number one. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So are you going to take it, Dom? Well, maybe not quite. Um, They haven't done a whole lot of tests. They've done 38 so far. 38 tests. 38 people. 38 people. But don't worry, because Putin Putin is backing this pretty heavily. Vladimir Putin's own daughter has reportedly received the vaccine, developing the virus's antibodies. But Russia has not yet published any of its scientific data and has not begun critical phase three human trials. I'm not sure Vladimir Putin likes his daughter very much. Wait a minute. Starting, they haven't done the trials, but they've released it anyway. So there's, they've done 38 uh, people, the first phase. One of them was his daughter. I feel, and so far she's apparently still alive. I feel, feel like this is exactly the sort of proactive action that has been missing in Australia. I think, you know, Daniel Andrews, the whole problem with him is he hasn't been releasing untested vaccines. And trying them on his family. Yeah, yeah and I feel like, you know, Vladimir Putin's going that very, you know, strong Trump route, which is if mm. he doesn't release the scientific evidence, then there's no evidence that it could be bad or exactly. not work. There is not a single shred of evidence, Dom, that this doesn't work. Absolutely. And that will come shortly after it mm. comes out in October. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, while we're talking uh, epic success with COVID-19, we're on a positive note. Let's head to NZ where they haven't had any COVID cases for weeks. Well, until yesterday when in response to four cases of COVID-19, four new cases, mm. Jacinda Ardern returned the country to nationwide level two restrictions. And in Auckland where the outbreak happened, level three. So that means four cases, she's shut everything down. You've got to stay at home, you've got to work from home and wear masks mm. in public. Does that seem way more cautious than us? Yeah, well, in fairness, uh, she's actually good at leading her country, Dom. Oh. So they're, they're, I mean, it's apples and oranges. It just wouldn't happen here because it's not. Yeah, because our country, no one cares yeah. about people in this country. Yeah, as long as it doesn't affect the economy. Um, but, look, they're not entirely sure where this outbreak came from. Uh, it's a bit of a mystery. There were no cases for ages. But they're looking closely at a frozen storage warehouse in uh, Mount Wellington in Auckland. A confusing name, actually. Uh, it's set to undergo testing for COVID, and the worry is that the virus arrived on refrigerated freight sent from overseas and then uh, spread to staff. Now, I don't know how this could have happened, but maybe the name of the facility is a little bit of a hint. It's called Americold. Ooh. Ooh, so it's came from America, and the virus survived by being frozen. Like the movie Jurassic Park. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it's like Encino Man. (laughs) This is such a great plot twist. Yeah. That's brilliant. We should totally, I mean, I hope, like, it should also, it should be a dinosaur. It should also defrost a dinosaur and then suddenly that starts killing New Zealanders as well. Well, I haven't finished filming the next Jurassic World yet, so Mm. maybe it could be this. Uh, but so there's five more cases now, so they're up to nine. So there's a bit of a serious outbreak. What do you think? Is it over for them? I mean, this is just an ordinary day in New South Wales, though. And in, in Victoria, they'd love to have nine cases. But isn't the lesson that it's going to end up to be like Victoria and everyone's stuff? I mean, and I sort of think, you know, and this is a bit controversial, but 
I kind of think New Zealanders have been smug for 100 days. Mm. It's yeah. sort of their turn. They kind of deserve it, really. They deserve nine people getting coronavirus. Don't you reckon they just deserve a bit of bad luck like the rest of they us have? It has been a teensy-weensy bit yeah. smug, it's true. But oh, we've got a really good leader who does things. Don't worry, Jacinda Ardern. Don't worry, Kiwis, because there's a Russian vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Now, a little bit of sad news. Um, things had to take a turn for the worst in this segment. Uh, heading to WA now, uh, where the micronation, the Hutt River Province, uh, which has existed for more than 50 years, a little farm that mm. the, the farmer said, no, nah, we're not part of Australia anymore. It's shut down. It's shut down after 50 years of pretending to be an independent country. And it's either because their economy has collapsed because tourists aren't turning up wanting uh, a stamp in the passport from Hutt River mm. or the ATO is just chasing the $2 million plus tax bill pretty hard. What do you reckon it was? Oh, it'll be COVID that got them. They're their own nation. They don't need tax bills. It's just total rubbish. Yeah, I they mean, make their own laws. They can do whatever they want. I mean, so many highlights, like the time that Prince Leonard, in response to a tax bill, declared war on Australia. Uh, this was 11 years before he started the Hutt River Province Defence Force, mind you. I thought that they'd resolved all that and and they lived in sort of harmony, a bit like, you know, France and Germany did in the <laughs> 1930s. Well, I, th- I think basically the ATO just kept sending, you know, they, they just never stopped. They just send you letter mm. after letter after letter and they just stopped opening. They never opened the letters and now it's two million bucks. It was probably 50 bucks for a parking <laughs> fine or something at the start. But surely they're royalty so they can afford it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't With think all so. That, no. <laughs> Look, it, Hutt River Province, independent country, on one hand, on the other hand, it's just a shitty little farm. But how, do, how does it dissolve anyway? Like what what's going to happen to it? It's just going to be part of Australia, like in fact it always I was. think we should invade. Let's invade. <laughs> Let's do it. And finally, uh, our highlight of every COVID watch, the rule breakers, and there have been some epic efforts this week. Um, there's a curfew on in Melbourne, as we know, from 8pm to 5am, but it's a group of students filmed themselves successfully going on a late night Macca's run. They posted the video themselves doing it with the James Bond theme in the background, which begs the question, why does everyone film themselves breaking the rules, Nina? That's how they get caught. I don't know. I think that's a terrible idea. But maybe it's like, you know, they think they're like a John Dillinger, you know, like cool Ned Kelly criminal. They definitely uh. thought that because um, one student says, who does late night Maccas serve? And the other person says, it serves us, the heroic people. <laughs> you sure <it laughs> I thought wasn't... they were going to say like the Batman or something. Well, they were wearing masks and like full body outfits and so on. It was a pretty, it's actually a good lesson because the Maccas had a sign on the, on the door saying, you know, Uber Eats collectors only. And they just had shitty backpacks. They looked like Uber collectors. So if you're in Melbourne and you want some sweet Maccas, mm. just dress like an Uber person. But they got caught, Dom. Well, they put it on the internet. <laughs> um, and then the final line, they had, so they did a victory dance, went back to their apartment, and then the last bit of the viewers, um, the student says, this is why Melbourne's restrictions are like a fart. Are Melbourne's restrictions like a fart? Yeah, I feel like no, I feel like coronavirus is like a fart. You know, it's silent mm. but deadly. And never goes away. Uh, other rule breakers in Melbourne now, police has handed a property late at night where they located a man who was uh, away from his home 
and he said that he'd gone to this place to practice his DJ skills. Is that a valid excuse? Yeah, you know when you tra- you practice your DJ skills, you gotta you gotta leave the house because got- otherwise other people might hear your terrible DJing. In fact, that's actually a service to the people that you live with. I've got this theory; it was actually elbow. <laughs> what do you think, Charles? DJ is DJing a legit reason? Well, if you feel the need to partay. Then I think, yeah, that's an essential service, isn't it? Do you reckon he told his wife, I need to partay? And she <laughs> said, fuck off. <laughs> Police also found a man sitting in his car, you know, Maribyrn on car park. He was more than five k's from his home, so breaking the rules. When asked why he was there, he told police that his housemate's intimate partner was over. They were being too loud and he needed to get a bit of peace. Have you guys ever needed to escape housemates getting it on? The no, awkwardness just, of that. I put a glass to the door and I just listen to the to the action. I'm kidding. I don't do that. Yeah, he should have just joined in. Yeah. Also, like, if he can't handle it, I don't know, serves him right for being a prude, I guess. But more than 5Ks away, like, is that a good distance if you're trying to – like, we all need a bit of space from our housemates sometime with a mm. new lover in the house. I mean, these are all very sad stories, Dom. It feels to me like Melbourne's collapsing. People just want their own space. People just want to – go out and do their own DJing or get in the car and stop hearing the couple having sex. Like, <laughs> this is really sad. Poor people. Like, he should just be let off. I've I've got a solution, though, for that man. Mm. I think there should be, like, if there are a lot of people annoyed at their, um, you know, housemates having loud sex, there should be a bonk ban after 8pm. Yes. So curfew yes. at 8pm, bonk ban after 8pm. Yeah, keep your pants on, Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, now but what, what if you've got a wet-ass pussy? <laughs> you can only wet ass pussy ban after eight pm. Oh, wow, <laughs> Sorry, but you gotta you know put some dry shampoo on that shit, soak <laughs> it up after that. But the lamest excuse of the week: uh, there were four men in a parked car in, in Flemington during the curfew hours. Police said, "What are you doing?" And they said, "Just chilling. We're just chilling." <laughs> you know that's that's you know it's honest. I appreciate and those I appreciate those kids for their their honesty. Yes, but they're disease vectors. Nina, like you can't just chill. This is a pandemic. I mean, yeah. Now, now not that we know coronavirus comes from freezer yeah. blocks, we're yeah. just yeah. chilling is, is one it? of the most dangerous things you can do. It is chilling. Um, but the biggest COVID violation of the week, I think we we can all agree, came from a Channel Seven reporter by the name of Gary Dowsley. Have a listen. The man caught here who just wanted a packet of cigarettes. You can imagine now he has a pack of cigarette regrets. Ah, ah, terrible. I'm thinking we should send him to Russia and give him Vladimir Putin's vaccine. <laughs> the Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. This episode is brought to you by The Masked Singer. They can't sing, they're not very famous, but they sure are... Masky? None of the medical advice contained in The Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. That's all we have time for today. Hang on. Not again. There's late-breaking news from Rebecca Day and Amuno. Oh, my God. News just in. Anti-mask protesters have come up with a new plan to evade being recognised in videos of them. From now on, anti-maskers will be covering their faces to avoid detection. Okay, well, that's the end of the show. Check us out at chaser.com.au. Uh, we're now on Instagram Reels. Uh, we just we put posted our first video on Instagram Reels the other day. Oh, is so, this in case TikTok goes down? Yeah, in, ca- in case TikTok gets banned. We got two hundred and twenty five thousand views on on our first video on um, Instagram Reels. So wow. 
It's How many of them were you clicking refresh? <laughs> About 224,000. Uh, we're also, yeah, we're on TikTok. What else are we on? We're on um, Facebook, Twitter. There must be other better. Yeah, there's another thing. Charles's mobile phone number is 0419 <laughs> Thanks to our producer, Mike Liberali. And we're going to leave you with... Uh, and as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Kerry Ann Kennelly uh, has left Studio 10, so we thought it would be fitting to put together a bit of a package to remember all her greatest hits. This will be short. Kerry Ann Kennelly, strangely angry, rich woman. We remember that time you slut shamed a fellow presenter. Did you forget your pants today? <laughs> it's, it's a it's a it's a play suit. And then doubled down on it. And she's going to be thirsty. Yeah. And that time you suggested running over climate protesters by using them as speed bumps. Leave them there and you just put little witches' hats around them and try, or <laughs> use them as a speed bump. Or starving them to death. Put them in jail and forget to feed them. Oh. The way you'd say racist things about Indigenous people. Children, babies, five-year-olds are being raped. Their mothers are being raped. Their sisters are being raped. And then immediately say it doesn't mean you're racist. Just because I have um, a point of view, Yumi, doesn't mean I'm racist. Yeah, you're... We'll miss you denying things you've literally just said. Insolent I did honest. not say yes, that. Because... Carrie-Anne, you're a survivor. And on one thing, we can agree. To survive, you don't have to be the most intelligent. When it comes to your career... You said it best. Companies do these sort of cuts to make the business better. Channel 10, you've made your business so much better. Carrie ann Kennelly, you won't be missed, but you will be forgotten. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.